Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. In Acts chapter 4, if you would please, we are continuing our study on the name of Jesus. And tonight I want to talk to you about signs, wonders, and the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, if you would please. Thank God that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, forever and always. Thank God we have the same Holy Ghost manifested in the earth as they did back in the early church. Thank God the loving Father is still loving humanity today as He ever did before and always will. Amen. As He always did and as He ever will. Praise God. Hallelujah. And thank God we are still living in the church age. Last I looked, Jesus hadn't come yet, so we're still living in the church age tonight, right now. And what... God did yesterday by the Holy Ghost, He'll do today by the Holy Ghost. And what God did yesterday by the name of Jesus, He'll do today by the name of Jesus. And if He filled up a cup yesterday, He'll fill it up today, praise God, to overflowing. Amen. Glory to God. He still saves. He still heals. He still fills with the Holy Ghost and power. He still sets the captives free, praise God. He still restores lives. Glory to God and delivers. Thank God for the living God that we serve. Thank God for the power of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to the living Lamb of God. Glory and honor unto Him. Acts chapter 4 and verse 30. This is a part of a prayer that was prayed by Peter and John and the company that were among them after they were threatened by the religious leaders of the day to no longer teach or preach in the name of Jesus. They prayed their prayer, and a part of that prayer said, By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name. Notice, signs and wonders may be done by the name. How are signs and wonders done? By the name of thy holy child Jesus. Let's review just for a little bit. Believers have been given the power of attorney or the legal right to use the name of Jesus in the earth. The value of that name depends on what represents or is represented in that name or what stands behind it. We said that after Jesus was resurrected, and seated at the Father's right hand, that He was made heir over all things, and that He was given a name above every name, so that everything or being in heaven, everything or being on earth, everything or being under the earth, must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And every tongue would confess that Jesus holds the high position of Lord over all. Amen? So His name has authority and power in all three worlds, and that name has been given to believers. He is heir over all things, and believers are joint heirs with Jesus. And that means that by a legal process, 
we have inherited the right to use the power and authority of the name of Jesus in the earth to do what? Well, right here, it says that signs and wonders may be done. As believers, we have, by a legal process, inherited the right to use the name that's above all names, that is honored in all three worlds, to do signs and wonders. No other being, no other creature under heaven has been given this legal right. But believers have... We have been given this legal right. Beloved, redemption was a legal process. The new covenant is a legal document. And you and I have been legally given the right to use the name of Jesus by the high court of heaven. And all the government, all the authority of heaven stands behind that name. And no other creature under heaven has the right to use it. Just believers. Glory to God. I don't know what that does to you. And what are we to do with it? Well, right there, that verse says that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. You see, beloved, believers are to evangelize the world. Believers are to continue the works of Jesus. Believers are to do signs and wonders and work the works of Jesus. We've been told that, and now we understand how. We do it all in the name of Jesus, and we have a legal right to do so. Now, you'll notice in Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 17, Jesus said to the believing ones, these Everybody say signs. Say it again, signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. Notice they prayed here that signs, that signs, that signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. What were some of the signs that are to be done in the name of Jesus? Well, in my name shall they cast out devils. You know, casting out devils is a sign. Casting out devils is a sign. Glory to God, it's a sign. Did you know that in His name they shall speak with new tongues? You know, speaking with new tongues in the name or by the authority of the name of Jesus is a sign. Think about it. And there's five signs there listed. Five signs that are listed right there in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. But we're going to get that in just a moment. But Jesus said, those that believe in my name, these signs shall follow them. Do you believe in that name tonight? Do we believe in the signs that follow the name tonight? Believing in the name? Absolutely. God's never changed and He never will. How else can we promote the gospel? How else can we propagate the gospel? How else can we demonstrate the power of God if we don't have that source of authority and that power? Well, we do have it. We have a legal right to use that name in the earth. I want you to look at Colossians chapter 1, if you would, please, with me. Colossians chapter 1. Too often we take it upon ourselves to 
try to muster up the faith that we need to get the job done. And don't get me wrong, it does require faith. But sometimes we fail to recognize the fact that faith is a, it, it accompanies knowledge. When a person gains insight or knowledge or understanding, faith is there. But if we lack understanding and knowledge, then we have imperfect faith. That's why it's so important that we recognize that the Word of God teaches us not only are we to be saved, but we're to come to the knowledge of the truth. We need to have accurate knowledge with regard to our redemptive rights. With that knowledge comes an unconscious faith. And really, that's the kind of faith that God wants us to operate in. It is an unconscious faith. Glory to God. My brother, may, brother Gary, may I share your testimony? Gary Sokol, may I share that testimony? I taught not too long ago about the power of attorney and that when a person has power of attorney, that person has the legal right to use another person's name to act in his stead and transact for that person even in a bank. And our brother said he was recently given that very power of attorney and went into a bank and said that he wanted to withdraw from the account. And the people at the bank said, well, who are you? And he said, well, I've got this legal power of attorney. And actually at the beginning they said, well, you're just going to have to come back next week. We've got to look things over or do whatever. You just come back next week and we'll, we'll take care of this. He said, no, this is a legal document. It's the power of attorney and I have a right to withdraw from this account. And the teller gave it to what? The, one of the managers of the bank or the president. And they went aside somewhere and looked it all over, probably with a fine-tooth comb. And after they did, they came back out and said, Sir, everything is in order here, here, and you're right. Go ahead. Withdraw. Is that accurate? And see, he said, I could have walked away if I didn't really know that this was the power of attorney and I had the legal right. You know, the devil will do the same to you to find out whether or not you believe in your legal rights. We have the right, the legal right, to use the name of Jesus and withdraw from the heavenly accounts, accounts in heaven. We have the legal right to use the name of Jesus and boss the devil around on earth. I like that, don't you? Amen. We have the legal right to do that. He'll challenge you to see if your knowledge of that power of attorney is accurate or not. You understand he could have walked away but said, no, this is all in order here. This is notarized. This is legal. You can't deny me. And he wasn't denied. The power of attorney is what did it. Well, beloved, you and I have the power of attorney. We have the legal right to use that name in all of life's fights in all of life's circumstances. But we've got to have accurate knowledge and we can't back down. 
In the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, we see this. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers. You did not qualify yourself to be a partaker of this inheritance, of this power of attorney, of this legal right to use the name of Jesus in the earth. You did not qualify yourself. The Bible says it was the Father who qualified us. I like that, don't you? You see, we need to have this knowledge. It's not a matter of me mustering up some kind of holiness or faith or righteousness on my part. It's a matter of me knowing the Father has qualified me, the Father has cleansed me, the Father has taken me out of the powers of darkness, the Father has put me into His own kingdom by the blood of Jesus, the Father has declared my righteousness, and the Father has given me an inheritance. And that's the legal right to use Jesus' name in the earth. Now let's read on. Which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us, who hath removed us out from the authority of darkness. There was a time when you and I were under the authority or power of the kingdom of darkness. And as long as one is in that kingdom, that person does not have a right to use the name of Jesus in daily conflict and battles. Now that person has a right to come to the Father in the name of Jesus. The moment the Father delivered us from the powers of darkness, He placed us into a new kingdom. He placed us into a new family. We're no, no longer under Satan's jurisdiction. We are now under the jurisdiction of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that was a legal process. And that was a legal act. Do you recognize that? See, again, we don't sometimes view these things as being legal and therefore we just kind of lump them all together and just say, well, thank God for all these blessings. But no, listen carefully. A legal transaction took place. A, a legal transition took place. The Father legally took your spirit and mind out from the authority and dominion of the king of darkness and said, you can't stop me because it's legal. I've got the paperwork signed right over here in the blood sealed by the blood of a lamb took your spirit out of the dark kingdom of Satan, put it over here in his kingdom by a legal process and says, now, this child is free from you. He's in my jurisdiction, not yours any longer. Glory to God! That's what it says right here. Let's read on. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness or the remission of sins. You see, by this legal act, We've been placed into a brand new kingdom. Now listen carefully. The Father knew that as long as we were living in the earth, we would have to deal with Satan and that Satan would attempt to destroy our lives and to attack us. He knew that. He knew we still would be living in a world ruled by Satan and that Satan would try in every way, putting forth every effort to control us, to dominate us, to target our lives so as to do what? Destroy our fellowship with the Father and also our usefulness in the Master's service. He knew that. He, would, he knew that He would come around and try to bully us, to overcome us with sickness or disease, would try to keep us in poverty and lack, would try to control us by failure, a poor self-image, low self-esteem, 
would try to make us to see ourselves as being failures. He knew that he would try to do all this to his prized possession on the earth. He knew that, didn't he? So you know what he did? Knowing he couldn't take us out of the earth and place us in heaven, he had to leave us here for a while so that we could be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. He gave us a weapon. I said he gave us a weapon. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He gave us a weapon. And what is one of the greatest weapons that God has given us to use in this earth in dealing with satanic influences, trying to get us to bow our knees to temptation, trying to get us destroyed by sickness or disease or to take us and lead us into a place or a path of failure and confusion and defeat? It was the name of Jesus. He was not going to leave us without defense or without an offensive weapon to use. He left us the use of the name of Jesus, knowing that that name would have within it the fullness of the very Godhead itself. It would have within it the wealth of the eternities. It would have within it the power and authority that transcends all other powers and authorities and names that are named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He knew that all that wealth, all that fullness, and all that authority would be ours to use in this life to stand against our adversaries. And so he gave it to us. Kind of makes you think that the devil's at a disadvantage, doesn't it? He is, isn't he? See, he gave us the right to use that name. But, beloved, you know what? We have got to have the knowledge of it. I want you to see something here in Mar Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16 with me. We have got to have the knowledge of this mighty provision of God, this mighty weapon in battle, this mighty name of Jesus given so that we, the church, could use it to perform signs and wonders and also to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Now, I want to ask you a question while you're turning there to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. In these last 2,000 years of the church age, when has Jesus ever used his own name in battle in the earth? When has he done that? He's never used his name once. First of all, he's not here to use it. Can you see that? So who is to use the name? And for what reason was he given the name? I'll show you what reason. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, and in verse 18, he told Peter, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys stand for authority. I will give unto thee, Peter, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, 
keys stand for authority. What did Peter say to the, to the lame man at the gate of the temple called beautiful? Such as I have, give I thee. What did he have? The keys to the operation of the kingdom. Keys stand for authority. Jesus said to Peter, I'm going to give unto thee, that is the church, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Why? So that the gates of hell don't prevail against the church that I will build. Jesus takes pride in his church. Jesus takes pride in the church that he has built. And he was not going to allow his church, the body of Christ on earth, to be subject to any demonic power or influence whatsoever. He says, I'm giving you an authority, a power, the keys to the operation of the kingdom of heaven. And listen to what he said. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I'm going to read that to you from Young's literal translation, that verse 19. And I will give to thee the keys of the reins of heaven, and whatever thou mayest bind upon the earth shall be having been bound in the heavens. And whatever thou mayest loose upon the earth shall be having been loosed in the heavens. The name of Jesus is recognized as having authority both in heaven and on earth. And when believers being authorized to use that name, use that name, then the things that have been bound and the things that have already been loosed are subject to the believing one in the name of Jesus. They are either unleashed or they are bound in the earth depending on the believer, the church. That means every child of God has a right to bind the hand of Satan legally. Every child of God has the legal right to unleash the mighty power of the spirit of the living God. Legally. Every child of God has a right to bind every demon and its operation. Every child of God has the right to loose the ministry of angels on earth in the mighty name of Jesus. It depends on the believer. What the believer binds will be bound. What the believer looses will be loosed. What the believer allows will be allowed. What the believer disallows will be disallowed. And it's all by the authority of the name of Jesus. You see, beloved, the church was to be given this authority so that the gates of hell would not prevail over it, would not subdue it, would not overtake it, would not overpower it. And the church of the living God is a collective body of believers as well as an individual. You are the temple of God individually. And you and I are not to be overpowered. We are not to be subdued. We're not to be overcome. We are not to be prevailed over or against by the powers of Satan. And the very weapon that God gave us to use to ensure our victory and success is the name of Jesus. When he says, I'm giving you the keys or the authority, he says, I'm giving you 
the legal right to use the name of Jesus against all the powers of Satan. Now, we can either promote our defeat or we can promote our success. It depends on us. Satan has no legal right to defeat us. I said Satan has no legal right to defeat us. A criminal has no legal right to commit a crime. But do you know the criminal will com continue doing it until the person is dealt with by the law? Did you hear that? Isn't that true? Well, Satan has no right to destroy, to kill, steal, destroy from you. He has no legal right to, but he'll continue doing so until you lay down the law. Until you and I start saying, look, enough is enough. I have tolerated your activities as long as I'm going to tolerate them. I acknowledge that I have power and authority over you in the name of Jesus and over everything your kingdom stands for. I refuse to give any more place. I refuse to give any more place. In the name of Jesus, I bind your activities over my affairs, over my body, over my family, over my finances, over whatever it is. You'll be challenged. He'll try to determine whether or not you know that everything is in order as far as that power of attorney is concerned. But you will not back down. You will not back down. You'll say, no, no, I've read the document. No, I've read the contract. I know the covenant. I've been given the keys to the operation of the kingdom of heaven and the reigns of heaven. I bind your activities and I refuse to, to let go. I refuse to give place to defeat, to failure. Now, if we permit, beloved, sin, sickness, poverty, strife, failure, jealousy, unforgiveness, and malice, and, and evil spirits, and lust, and all those things to have party to our lives, they will. But you know what? If we, by the authority of the name of Jesus, refuse to give place and bind those activities, we can unleash the very righteousness of God, the holiness of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the tranquility of God, the health of God. We can unleash in our lives uh, prosperity and success and victory. If we use the authority that God has given us in the name of Jesus to do so. We can do that. And it's a legal thing. But it's up to us. Now, I want you to turn with me to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, because I want you to see some of these signs. And I want us to, to also recognize, while we look at these again, that they're not just some cute things that are listed here for us to excite us and incite us a little bit to do something for God. I want you to notice that these are really a listing of signs that are expected to be done by believers who know and believe in the power and authority of the name of Jesus. These are not suggestions. These are not good ideas. These are signs that are expected to accompany believers who believe in the name of Jesus and use the name of Jesus. See, sometimes we say, we want to see your signs and wonders. Well, what are they? Here's five listed right here. Look at, let's start with verse 15. And he said unto them, 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall. They will. These signs will. They will what? Follow them that believe. What are these signs? In my name, beloved, at the mention of the name or in those words that are used when the statement is made in my name, I want you to record this right there. It means this, this is legal. These signs are signs that we are authorized to perform legally by the authority of the name of Jesus. These signs. And the very first sign that was to follow is this. In my name shall they cast out devils. Look at that very first sign. Yes, there's demonic activity around every corner. Yes, believers will be dealing with demons all the time. Yes, devils will try to undermine the work of God. Yes, devils will try to steal, kill, and destroy men's lives. Yes, devils will try to make humanity sick and prevent us from getting uh, or, or experiencing our, our rights and privileges in the name of Jesus or that God has provided for us through His redemptive plan. Yes, devils will do what we allow will be allowed. What we disallow will be disallowed. What we accept, we'll have. What we refuse, we won't have. That's what Jesus said. This is key to the operation of the kingdom of God in our lives. This is the authority that we have as believers. Satan will be around every corner, but in my name will they perform this sign, they will cast out devils. Beloved, God is speaking the hearts tonight. He's saying, look, child, rise up and say, devil, get out of my affairs in the name of Jesus. Get out of my business in the name of Jesus. Get out of my family in the name of Jesus. Get out of my thought life in the name of Jesus. Get out of my body in the name of Jesus. And get off my back. In the name of Jesus. Are you seeing this? In my name. He doesn't say in my name. They'll talk about all that the devil's doing. And whine and cry and complain. Because the devil's so big in the earth today. And they've got it so bad. He didn't say that. No. He said in my name. They're authorized. To deal with the devil. Like a servant. Man, they're beneath my feet. Are they beneath your feet? Is Jesus the head? Are we his body on the earth? Are his feet connected to his body? Is he beneath our feet? Absolutely. Satan's beneath our feet. And so that means by the authority of the name of Jesus, this sign should be following every believer. And to be frank about it every day, you've got devils following you every day. Come on. I said, you've got devils following you every day. You've got demons just trying to just gang up, gang up around your mind. 
Did you know that? I'm telling you. Just gang up on your mind to put all kinds of thoughts inside there. That's the truth. But we've got to take our stand. Well, you allow will be allowed. You've heard the expression, you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. That was before you shaved, brother. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, he implied he couldn't, you know, <laughs> they couldn't do it. <laughs> Amen. And what does that mean? It means when it lands on my head, I can shoot away, right? But I can't stop them from coming. But when they come, I can say, I take authority over you. I recognize you. You're not a friend. You're an enemy. You're a foe. And I'm telling you right now, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Now, listen to this. There you are trying to, you know, get your business to, to be prosperous and all that. And I mean to tell you, you've got all kinds of thoughts coming against your mind like you're never going to make it. Your business is going to fail. You're not going to be able to provide for your family, etc., 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 and all that. You keep listening to that and listening to that and listening to that, and I'm going to tell you, you're inviting the devil into your house and establishment. As a New Testament believer, you do not have to put up with that kind of harassment. You do not have to give one of those thoughts the time of day. You know what God wants to get us used to doing? Recognizing He washed us from our sins in the blood of the Lamb. We are new creatures, new creations. We have the life of God because of His plan, not mine. As a born-again child of the living God, praise God as an heir of God, a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ, as one who has been redeemed and given the right to use the name of Jesus, He wants us to rise up to a place of heirship and sonship and say, you know what? There's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper. It doesn't matter what Satan has devised or, or concocted to get put together as a plan to destroy my life. It cannot prosper because of the mighty name of Jesus. And that's the bottom line. And I'm using it right now to put a stop to all demon activity. So say what you will and say what you may. As far as I'm concerned... My business will prosper and everything these hands are set to do will prosper because that's my heritage in Jesus' name. Amen. That's what He wants us to get used to doing. He has given us a mighty weapon. He's given us something greater than nuclear power against our enemy and the church just sits back and too often just doesn't do anything about the problems they encounter in life. He goes on to say, In my name shall they... Speak with new tongues. Now listen. There are believers today that say, I don't believe in that. Have you ever heard them say that? I don't believe in that speaking in tongues. I don't believe in that speaking in tongues business. Some even say that it's of the devil. Isn't it amazing that Jesus said something would be done in his name that applied to the devil? And I always ask him this, and I think I kind of get him. See, if you give him enough rope, they'll hang themselves. I say to them, well, then, is the name of Jesus for today? Oh, yes. Because, you see, without the name of Jesus, no one could be saved. There's no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. But what name? The name of Jesus. I said, well, then, you agree, then, that the name of Jesus is for today? Oh, yes, the name of Jesus is for today. And it hasn't died out with all the apostles and all that? No, it's still for us today. Well, then, what about this verse right over here? In my name shall they speak with new tongues. If the name is for today, everything connected with the name is for today also. 
Otherwise, listen to this. Otherwise, in these 2,000 years, the name has lost some of its power, some of its authority, some of its usefulness, some of its effectiveness. No, the name is for today. Casting out devils is for today. And speaking with new tongues is for today. And instead of saying, I don't believe in it, they should start saying, I believe in it. And they'll get it. He goes on to say, and I, I, you know, you can, if you want to argue the point, you can. And that's okay. But I have an opinion here. Verse 18, the first part, they shall take up serpents. Now, he's already talked about casting out devils. And he's already talked about speaking with new tongues. I really firmly believe this is talking about dealing with the animal kingdom. Take up serpents. You remember back there when, when Satan used the body of a serpent to get in and destroy mankind and all that? Well, no longer. See, he had, he had authority over the animal kingdom way back in the beginning. Remember that? And he didn't have to tolerate that kind of activity from a serpent possessed by a devil. Well... In my name, they'll take up serpents. They'll exercise authority over the animal kingdom. And I recall, you know, many incidents, many testimonies, but here's one that sticks in my mind in particular where a person was trying to get from point A to point B across the river, and this was a time of the year that he thought the river was supposed to be low enough that they could wait or just walk right across uh, the river and get to the other side. And so the fellow set out, and as he set out, got, oh, so far in, all of a sudden, kaboom, he went down under the water and couldn't get back to where he was, and he, he found himself in water that was over his head. And so all of a sudden, these alligators start coming in. Crocodiles start coming in. Hungry crocodiles start coming in. And the person was just, I mean, there was nothing he could do at that point because he was committed. That's a bad place to be in. Oh, I'll tell you what, we've never sometimes seen the, the fullness of these things. But the fellow just, when they were getting closer and closer, just realized there's the only thing, one thing I can do. And he called upon the name of Jesus and says, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus as they were coming in. And when they heard that, they all turned around and went the other way. And he got over to the other side. Exercising authority over the animal kingdom in the name of Jesus. And that's exactly what that fellow did. He goes on to say, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. It shall not hurt them. You see why the devil wouldn't want us to understand this and to know this? And we can give all kinds of testimonies about people that were poisoned as they were out there in different lands preaching the gospel because the people didn't like what they were hearing and the devil didn't like what they were doing. And so they were poisoned. And when they found out their food was poisoned or their water supply was poisoned, all they did was call upon the name of Jesus. And this sign or wonder or miracle took place by the authority of the name of Jesus and they didn't die. And they were made whole. Beloved, these are signs not that we have to twist God's, God's arm to do. You understand that these are benefits. These are legal signs, wonders, and actions that are expected to follow believers by the authority of the name of Jesus. And we should realize that. It's like, we, like I talked about walking to that bank. If you walk in that bank and just say, hey, as far as I'm concerned, I have the power of attorney, the legal right to use this name to, do, to make this transaction. Well, we've got the legal power of attorney, the legal right to use the name of Jesus to do what? Well, if, if, if we drink a deadly thing, to, to proclaim that it will not harm us. We're a supernatural people, brothers and sisters. 
And that's a legal thing. We have a legal right to call upon the power of that name to, to, to do what? To make ineffective the power of that poison. Isn't that good to know? It's not if we can get it to work for us. See, here's where the problem lies. When we start saying, well, if I can get it to work for me. See, the problem is one of knowledge, inaccurate knowledge. It's not a matter of if we can get it to work for us. It's a matter of knowing that it has to work for us because why? Because it's, it's a legal thing. Can you see that? It is a legal thing. It's documented. It's sealed in the blood. It has to happen. Can you see that? God wants us to, 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 to rise up to a place of knowing these things so that we can walk in them with an unconscious faith. Now, it has to happen. Glory to God. And look at this next one. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Every single child of God needs to recognize that he or she needs to believe that when they lay hands on the sick, the unseen power of God is released or unleashed in a tangible way and the process of recovery begins in that body immediately. Every one of us. And beloved, that's a legal thing also. And when we see it as a legal thing, then it'll, it won't be a matter of faith. It'll be a matter of knowledge and unconscious faith or unconsciously acting on something that we know is connected to the name of Jesus. So in my name shall these five signs follow, believing ones. More literally, it's believing ones. And they prayed to God that why? That signs and wonders would continue to follow them. How? By the name of the holy child Jesus. Well, beloved, do we believe God is still stretching forth His hand today? Is He? Or has He changed? No, He's still doing it today. And every single one of us should expect that by this mighty name, these signs will follow. Every single one of us. We will evangelize the world through the mighty power of God no other way. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And when you go, these signs will follow the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name. Beloved, do we appreciate that name? Do we hold that name in high esteem? Are we gaining a consciousness of what that name represents? Do you understand that you have been made an heir with one who has been made heir over all things, whose name represents all power, in all authority, in all worlds? Are we grasping this? That we are hooked up in union with one who holds all power and all authority in all worlds for the benefit of the ones he left behind? Did you get that last point? For the benefit of the ones he left behind? See, he died and went to heaven. He left it for us. It's our inheritance. It's our legal right. Can you say amen? We've got to grasp this truth in a deeper sense and in a deeper way. The legal side of it. And then, beloved, we'll enjoy the vital side of it. You'll know you have the legal right to exercise authority over those demons and to do all those other signs. You'll know it. And you won't tolerate the activity of Satan. Let's all stand together. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. 
We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.